Good morning and welcome to the VSA Morning Miner. It's Tuesday the 27th of June. I'm joined by Paul Rankin. Paul, how are you today? I'm pretty well, thank you, pretty well. Nice bright sunny day today as well. Yep, yep, all good. Uh, right, okay, let's start with uh, Guanajuato Silva who um, updated um, uh, PEA on El Cubo yesterday. Yes, that's right. Uh, new PEA for the El Cubo operating mine complex, which includes the El Pinguico uh, mine seven miles away, which uh, does the uh, treatment of ores uh, there through the El Cubo mill. Revised uh, the or repeated the um, uh, resource estimates there, which are attributable to the PEA, and that includes uh, 0.45 million tons indicated and about 1.4 million tons inferred uh, as resources. And uh, those resources uh, have grades which uh, on a gold equivalency basis are well in excess of 200 grams per ton. And that's a very good sign uh, given current uh, uh, silver and gold prices of which the PEA is based, uh, indicates that that mineralization is economic to process through the El Cubo mill. They have uh, said that in the PEA that they'll need about $20 million of sustaining CapEx up through the year 2028. And largely what that money would be used for is to expand existing tailings of volume uh, capacity in a facility, which would cost about uh, $6 million of that. And the remaining costs would be about uh, infill drilling and definition drilling for stoke development uh, to extract those resources. So uh, it's pretty good uh, estimated uh, number here coming through, even though it's just PEA level, it uh, definitely indicates that Guanajuato should continue to produce that uh, profit there. Uh, yeah, I think um, tailings obviously, um, they've got a relatively short um capacity at the moment but plenty um they should have 15 years once this new dry stack facilities built and given the time like they've suggested in here and 2026 they've got more than enough um any existing capacity to cover that transition um i think that six million figure probably comes in about where we're expecting um and so that's all fairly positive. Obviously, the stock price, though, uh, has now pulled back to around its sort of September lows, which I think it's worth pointing out at the same time, uh, the silver price at that point was in the teens, whereas at the moment it's uh, still in the low 20s, obviously, off some um, pullback in the, in the gold price that's dragged it lower. Um, not sure there's going to be um, much immediate improvement during the quiet summer trading months, but um, it feels like silver's positioned for quite a strong bounce in late Q3 and Q4, I'd say. Mm -hmm. um, uh, there's a whole series of other PAs and PFSs uh, which have come out this morning as well. Should we start with uh, Los Azules, Paul? Yes, Los Azules is the uh, uh, porphyry copper deposit. 
is down in Argentina. They have uh, released a new PEA on that deposit. Uh, last uh, PEA was done in 2017 and considered a point uh, a, a conventional flotation and mining operation there with a large uh, plus billion dollar capex. Uh, and this uh, PEA, uh, otherwise uh, much uh, less capex in size because they want to instead of using standard flotation uh, do um, uh, SXEW and heap leaching for this a 0.4% uh, copper grade uh, deposit and that would result in a much much lower capex uh, for the um, uh, project or at least a lower one anyway and I don't know about much much lower it still comes in because of the size of the operation at 2.5 billion dollars uh, with a capital of 10 uh, uh, intensity of about $7.60 per pound of copper. C1 cash costs would come in at $1.07 a pound for copper and all in sustaining at $1.64. So the margins look pretty good for this kind of an operation here. Definitely looks better and has a lower carbon footprint as well with much less water use, uh, but we'll see whether or not they can get such a size of project uh, financed in due course. Okay, um, and I think you were pretty impressed by the Denison Mines um, feasibility study as well. Yes, that's right. Feasibility study released on the Phoenix and Griffin combined operation for its in-situ uh, uranium recovery. This is unique in that uh, in-situ recovery hasn't been attempted uh, before as a commercial operation for basement-hosted mineralization uh what basement being uh, not uh, sandstone uh, uh hosted uh, or volcanics hosted as other in situ operations around the world are this one uh, because of the extensive uh, uh, pre the feasibility study time of over 4 years in testing the concept all the indications are should be very robust economics here uh, base case pretex uh, uh, npv8 uh, over the 2018 PFS study uh, comes in at $2.34 billion on this, and that gives us IRRs in the 90% range uh, after tax. So we're talking about some pretty robust uh, figures here if it can actually be achieved in, uh, once it's in uh, commercial production. Um, looking very good uh, at this point in time. So uh, we'll see how they proceed here, but I would think that this gets funded to, to go ahead at this point. Mm. Uh, and Sentiment have also come out with uh, a PFS on their Doropo project in Cote d'Ivoire. Um, so some of the headline figures for costs and production look um, fairly encouraging. 10 years with average production at 175,000 ounces a year with AISC of $1,000 an ounce. Um, so then when though, when you look at the MPV and CapEx, um, their base assumption, um, they've used a 5% discount rate and $1,600 an ounce of gold. Um, so I think 5% is probably a bit outdated now um, for valuing gold companies. Um, and that MPV comes out at 330 million on a post-tax basis, um, with 
upfront capex of $349 million. Uh, but helpfully, the company has put in a sensitivity analysis. So using probably more sensible discount rate, maybe 9, 10% and uh, spot prices, that comes out between 430 and 460 million. So um, reasonably good returns on, on this one too, but those uh, AISC below or around $1,000 is, is, I think, the key key thing there, which looks looks good. Yes, and it would diversify the geographic risk for that particular company as well, uh, away from just its Egypt operations. So uh, it's looking pretty favorable, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Although it would be interesting to see how they um, finance it, because they've made a big thing of being debt-free um, for quite some time now um, and financing a project like this might force them to move away from that mm -hmm. yes uh i think just one more announcement paul uh from fission uranium uh what is the news there yeah fission they're a client of vsa here at this point in time and we just uh, real quick mentioned that they uh completed their hydrological and geotechnical drilling on their PLS project in Saskatchewan as planned. They had put in a total of 12 holes and they did go in on time and on budget. They will be used to, to optimize the design of the underground uh, mine infrastructure and the proposed tailings management facility. And in the same uh, announcement, they said that they have appointed Tetratech Canada as their lead engineering consultant for their final engineering studies. Excellent. All right, Paul, thanks very much. Uh, we'll be back soon. Very good. We'll see you then.